Hey, this is Christy Janes, and you're now listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view. It feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> We need elevator music. Hello, people. <laughs> We're getting started for another episode this week. Um, you know who I am. I'm the host, Two James, and um, I'm here with some special people today. First of all, making his return uh, after a few weeks hiatus, Mr. Sellis. What's going on, sir? Ain't much. How's it feeling? Good, man. Good. Good to have you back. Um, I hope everything's good in our uh, our uh, education system out here in Maryland. Which we're trying to one day at a time, but it's still got to grind for 2018, 2019 now. Yeah, yeah. School's out, so I guess we'll be seeing a little bit more of you often, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely plan to be here every week. Don't plan on taking any big-time breaks. Even if I go on vacation, still make it back on the Thursday. That's the priority right now. Right on. Uh, Will will be joining us um, in a little bit. Look, this is not like... Don't even ask. He'll be here, okay? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not something that we, we plan on purpose. Like, he'll be here. Don't worry about that. But look, first of all, let's tell you about the special guest today. Because, I mean... Obviously, you guys was really feeling this last interview that we did, and so we we chopped it up, and we were really getting deep into that 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 show. Like I I thought, like usually when I have special guests, I ask for like you know thirty minutes if you know if they're not really accustomed to doing shows, and then you know if we go an hour, then I definitely try to cut off there. But we were at like an hour and like twenty five minutes, and we 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 had so much more material we could have went. So this is happening. So based on what you guys were feeling, you guys wanted to hear more about this. And how much fun we had. Chrissy James is back, y'all. So Hi. what's going on? What's up? And 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 this is this is gonna be this is this is gonna be something different we're gonna do because for the people that like again I reached out and you know that was like what we was getting into, we liked it too. I mean, it was just right down my alley. And I, I told everybody I told the story on the interview. I was like, you know, when I when we first uh met. Uh, we chat for a while about a topic and I didn't even realize like there were there might have been something near worth podcasting for. So like, why not record it? You know, <laughs> why not give our thoughts out there? And we're, it's going to be just uncut, too. So get prepared for that. You'll be seeing it a lot regular, too. So here it is. But anyway, before we get into that, just in case anyone who just was under a rock under a week and have no clue what we were talking about last week, Chrissy Jane's going to catch us up, right? Oh, yeah. OK, it's my turn. Uh, so, uh, what most people, okay, so now I don't even know where to start. All right. So <laughs> May, <laughs> so bad at this, uh, on May 20th, I got injured in a ring that was unsafe. Uh, we've all been there as wrestlers. We wrestle all the time in very unsafe situations. Uh, when fans hear about it, they always say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Whatever, whatever. Uh, but then if we choose not to do it, then we get bashed for not doing it. Uh, so it's a double-edged sword, whichever way we go about it. Anyways, I got hurt on May 20th. I uh, had an MRI done. I sent it to two different orthopedic surgeons. 
and they gave me their opinion on it. They told me I could do surgery or else I could have stem cell. Mm. So I opted for stem cell. Uh, Six to 12 week recovery opposed to six months to a year recovery time. Um, It's relatively new on the scene. I say that in quotations just because it's such a taboo thing. Uh, No, they're not taking and uh, killing babies to do this. (laughs) Uh, They take stem cell from your own bone marrow, from your hip every time, and then they inject it directly into your ligaments. So I had my first one uh, six weeks ago. Hold on. Three weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's, sorry. Time flies. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, three weeks ago, and then I just had one yesterday. I was in California, and I came home to Austin uh, to get this treatment home uh, done, and then I fly back to California tomorrow morning. So, yeah, this is post uh I can't even call it operation because it's not an operation. Uh, But this is the day after I had the procedure done. Um, I'm up and walking about. I'm not loopy like I was yesterday uh, because they don't put you under. But I'm terrified of needles. So my anxiety gets so high that no matter what medication they give me, it just uh, subsides that, and I can still feel everything. I'm I'm just a crazy <laughs> woman. Uh, but yeah, so I had it done. Here, I'll show you guys. This is cute band aid. Yeah, so it cute band aid, right? My colors. I love <laughs> these colors. Uh, so this is my meniscus that they did. I don't know if you see that little dot. Mm-hmm. So this is my left. This is my left knee. Uh, because stem cell to me is so valuable and precious. If they have any left over, I just tell them to put it in the other knee just to kind of strengthen my ligaments up. So this is my non-hurt knee. It's also going to be super amazing knee when I get back in the ring. And then I don't know if you can see that little dot. It's that's I don't know. Do you see it? There's like a dot right now there. Can. Yeah, I can see it now. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, the camera had to catch like, up. Yeah, sorry, it's super tiny. Um, it's and those are the two dots that they leave on. And then this is sorry, I have a heating pad on my hurt knee <laughs> because I can't take ibuprofen, nothing as an anti-inflammatory, and I can't ice my knee because they want the inflammation in there. So this is my hurt heating knee. Heating pad to so together for you. Yeah, I'm like, so ice packs uh, don't work for me right now. Uh, so this is my hurt knee. I'm going to try to pop it up. This one, you can see it a little better, I think. Do you yeah, see it? I initially mm-hmm. saw okay. it. Yeah, camera yeah, catching up. Nope. There we go. Okay. Okay. So that one, they uh, it's hurt. So when they put it in this time, they kind of moved it around. Um, they went in between the bone. They went... Uh, where it connects on the top and then they moved it down to the bottom, but all only in one injection. And you can actually, you guys see those horror movies where you watch them stretch somebody's skin, right? It feels like 
what that looks like. Yeah. Um, I would show you where they pulled the bone marrow from, but then I'd have to show you my butt crack because it's really close and I can't really, you know, position it. Yeah. But there's a pretty good hole. I'll take a picture of it. You guys can post it after. I'll kind of fuzzy yeah. out around it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Don't worry. Finn yeah. Ballard just showed his butt the other day, and I had I had questions. I was like, did he really just do that? So. I mean, sometimes it happens, you know, <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. I know a lot of women have had that more than once. It's a real yeah. thing. Uh, so catching up on that. Uh, so right now I, so my meniscus, my lateral horn meniscus on my right knee is fused. It's done. It's okay. completely done. I've had two treatments. It's done. Um, the one that they were more worried about was the partial ACL tear. Um, and that one, for some reason, when they do it, they do like, uh, it's kind of like an ultrasound imaging, photo imaging. Sometimes if it doesn't get enough bounce, mm -hmm. it can't make a good photo of it. So he said he was having a really hard time even, uh, situating the needle because the imaging wasn't coming up as clear as he'd like it to come to. Okay. So even with my meniscus, he said it's, it looks healed. He goes, but it's like the imaging is blurry and it's in and out. And he's like the one still we got of it, the real good one, it looks healed completely. So that's a plus. That's a good thing. So I yeah. got one thing healed and out of the way. Um, so now, because he couldn't get one good still of my ACL, I have to go in July 5th, get another MRI, and they're going to do a comparison from the MRI I initially got, uh, you know, sending me down this path to where I'm at now. So uh, positives and downfall to this, everyone's body recuperates different, right? Mm -hmm. It only took um, one, technically one treatment for my meniscus to be healed, right? Because they were actually injecting the second treatment into my MCL when they saw it was already healed. So it only took one treatment for that. That's really rare. Mm -hmm. So people that do this don't expect that to happen immediately. Okay. It, it's really rare that that happens. Uh, but like I said, everyone's body reacts to it differently. So now if I have the MRI and my ACL doesn't show any changes, I will have to go in and have surgery. Cause at that point, I don't have any more time to be mm -hmm. out of the ring mm -hmm. without certainty of how long is it going to take. Right. So that's the downfall to that. Yeah. Uh, the, up to this is that I go in there and they can tell me, yeah, you probably need one, you know, treatment left because it's, uh, there's progress, you know, it's healed up to this point. So let's do another treatment. And then at that treatment, they'll probably look at it and say it's healed. Let's just reinforce it with platelets. So, so that's where I'm at. Uh, let's see the, the bad thing that happened to me yesterday. This is kind of bad. I'm terrified of needles. A lot of people don't know this. I like pass out when I do it. Uh, when I get my blood drawn, very simple blood draw. So they have to draw your blood for the PRP. 
Um, and they take these tubes. They're like that round and they're. Yep, that's a no. Mm -mm. Yeah, they're really, they're long. It's a lot mm -mm. of blood and uh, not enough to make it the average person pass out. But because I told you guys, they give me a lot of medication and my anxiety is so high, I cross cancel the medication. So I was on two Xanaxes and two Oxycontins. And when they put the needle in my right arm, which is my good arm, man, I have the plumpiest, juiciest vein in that arm. <laughs> and everyone loves it. They're like, it's like a fountain, right? They put it in that arm. And because my anxiety was so high, my vein collapsed on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been so there. Was, there was no blood and they moved it and they tried and I was started getting dizzy and my breathing started to get all erratic and the guy starts freaking out like she's going to pass out. I'm like, it's OK, just do the whole procedure. If I pass out, just do it all. Just get it all done. And he's like, oh, my gosh. So then he pulls it out and then he's like, OK. I have to do your other arm. And I was like, oh, no, no hell no. I'm like, you get one chance, yeah. one chance. You got to bring in the last lady that did it. The last lady that did it, she stuck me once. It was out in like three seconds, right? So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I'm that person. You get one shot with me, yeah, you're, yeah. you're out. So then yeah. the lady came in and she stuck my left arm and she got it in the first time. and filled up three syringes and we were ready to rock and roll. So yeah. And then I came home after I had someone drive me, I came home after that and it was about 1130, 12 o'clock in the morning and I laid down and I passed out and I woke up at like eight, nine o'clock at night <laughs> and I had, I had something to eat and I passed out again. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning and I'm just fine. And you know, kind of hobbling around. Um, yeah. I've been on crutches like for the first half of the morning. Mm -hmm. And now the second half, I'm walking around without my brace. So nice. it. Yeah, I saw it over there hanging out. The yeah, couch. It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just hanging out. <laughs> it's like I'm here. But yeah, yeah I've been <laughs> like walking around without my brace, climbing upstairs, like just moving about like normal. So yeah. I mean, it all points to good in the right direction. Right. Yeah, but you never is. know until you get yeah. that imaging. So please pray for me if you guys are into that. If you're into yeah. voodoo, yes, absolutely. Uh, a little voodoo to, yeah. you know, to make it all <laughs> good. Um, so, yeah. So, hey. Jamal's here, y'all. Yeah. I said are you no. dealing, is he I dealing with the Somali internet? <laughs> <laughs> that's typically you so look yeah, so one thing you didn't address is you told me that the drill thing oh. oh yeah no they drilled my hip again today yeah. oh but this time okay so yeah, last you time you told me but you didn't tell everyone else so oh okay so yeah, yeah. they have to drill um into your hip to get the bone marrow out and then they spin it to get the platelets and that's or to get the stem cells sorry uh, and that's where they collect the stem cell from is from your bone marrow, from your hip. That's why I said, I wish I could show you guys like where it's at, but it's so close to like my butt yeah. crack. It would, I'm yeah, too shy for that. Um, <laughs> or or, or YouTube, YouTube may not allow that either. Right. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I mean, whatever. So, yeah, you guys can post a picture afterwards. I'll send it to you and we'll like blur out every bad no, thing no, no. that people could possibly think of. <laughs> um, so this, so the first time they did it, uh, the doctor was like, okay, you're going to feel burning, you know, so they can numb it. And I was like, okay, I feel it, I feel it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. I don't feel anything. And he took that as I'm completely numb. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh -oh. he just started drilling and I, so, you know, when you work out, you have a lot of muscle, your muscle builds up. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> he had to just, I mean, he was already there. He had to finish drilling, but I felt everything. Only the first layer was numb, not the Oof. second. This time, totally different situation. He numbed me and then went deeper and I felt the deeper one. And I was like, oh my gosh, that hurt so bad. Numb me. Then he drilled. I was wearing my headphones because I didn't want to psych myself out with the drilling right. noise. Right, right. So I'm, I'm blasting like Metallica. <laughs> Good call. Good call. You know? I'm just blasting some Metallica and I'm like, just go. They have me on nitrous. You know, they're like, hey, I'm going to give you a big boost of it. Just inhale. I'm like, I can't feel anything. I feel so good right now. I think all those medications just kicked in. But yeah, no, this time it went so smooth. Um, I felt a lot better about it until he told me that he wasn't able to get a still of my ACL. And then Aww. I started getting really depressed and sad over it. <laughs> I was like, no, why does this always happen to me? So, um, yeah. So, how, hold, so hold on. How come you said he went too deep then? What or do you mean? Just, I, I, I thought you told me he said he went too deep. They started drilling too deep. No, no, so like you have to drill deep to get to yeah. the bone, right? When yeah. somebody has muscle. So the first time he just gave me a surface shot of light. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And you then he you. had to go deeper. Yeah, yeah. And then like he this time he actually hit my bone. I felt him hit my bone when he gave me that second dose. Hell. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was too much right there, but that was perfect. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. So, but it, it worked out. It was good. Um, it let me tell you if this if this works, which it does on a lot of people, but if this one works on me, then absolutely it is like I mean, just right now knowing that it repaired my meniscus to me, yeah. mm -hmm. it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, right? that's yeah. a win for sure. That's that's a win. That's one less thing I have to worry about them doing in my knee. Uh, so that's great. Uh, like I said, my friend had, uh, he had something wrong with his knee also, and mm -hmm. he did stem cell and he did two treatments and he's completely healed. Mm. Nice. So all only PT, right. Is yeah. that he has to do now. So it's, it's just, it's crazy. Um, again, everyone's body's different. Definitely research it, look into it. Uh, do your due diligence. It is not cheap. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. So if you have savings, be prepared to dip into that for mm -hmm. sure. Again, I think Jamal got his sound together now. So Jamal, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, dude. How's it going? It's well. Good, good. Uh, when you say it's not cheap, we don't want to have our hands in your pocket or anything, but could you give like a wide range of how much it costs? 
So depending who you go to or where you go, I have been quoted for, uh, so one doctor, which I did not go to because I was like, I don't have that kind of money. Uh, he quoted me for treatments, uh, $20,000. Is that before or after insurance? Insurance doesn't cover it. Gotcha. $20,000. Woo. Okay. So, so I did not go to him because I don't have $20,000 or anywhere near $20,000. Right. Rip I'm a high. wrestler. I, I work on wrestling wages. <laughs> so we're, so the high end is $20,000. And can we say the low end is roughly around about what, 15 or lower? Lower. Okay. 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 okay yeah. So. Low. So, so but, a lot but lower, you, like in the in the single, it's digits. like in the single digit thousands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But that's still it's still a lot of money. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's it's not like most people don't have even you right. know nine hundred dollars lying around. Like, and right. if they do, they have it you know in a four hundred one k or like uh, for a rainy day, and you know, I mean, yeah. it it's just it's not not cheap or else they have that money set around to go on vacation yeah. or, or to move or, or already, to fix been, already just been abusing it already so you know they never thought a rainy day was going to come and boom it right. does, and now they don't have nothing to do right yeah well i mean that's the other thing uh i again i was talking to my friend and he was telling me, he's like, you know, you work for any major promotion, they have insurance and they will, they have to pay for it. Like that's mm -hmm. what their insurance is there. And I'm like, all right, but that's a major promotion. Like smaller promotions don't have insurance. And he said, he goes, they should. Any promotion that has a ring and has people wrestling and it should have insurance. But the cruel reality of it is, is that they don't. And he brought it to my attention that there are quite a few promotions that people have gotten hurt at mm -hmm. small indie promotions that are being sued right now by wrestlers because they have no type of insurance. Right. And I yeah. understand that we're all subcontractors. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I own a house, I have homeowners insurance, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody comes, knocks on my door, whatever, let's say he's selling something, right? He knocks on my door. He's on my doorstep. He slips and falls. He breaks his leg. Mm -hmm. My homeowner's insurance is going to pay for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I don't yep. know him. Very true. I, he's, I, I don't even know who he is. He doesn't work for me. Nothing, right? Yeah. Like right. nothing. And then, I mean, we don't sign contracts when we go and wrestle for these places. You know, we go there, we get paid sometimes even under $50, which is sad. But mm -hmm. yeah, we do. We go out there and get, sometimes we don't get paid anything. Sometimes we get paid a popcorn uh, or tacos. <laughs> <laughs> or I love oh, wait, <laughs> can, can I sign up for that? <laughs> I'll wrestle for some tacos. <laughs> I mean, if you think about some of the crazy stuff we do to ourselves, for somebody not to get paid and be, you know, and the reason why they're doing it is so this promotion will bring them onto their roster and maybe yeah. even pay them 25, 30 bucks is yeah. crazy. I have questions. I have plenty of questions. All right. Yeah, I do too. One, 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 um, not to reveal your source, but when you say big promotions, because I was always under the, the impression, I mean, you're talking big, if you're talking about big promotions now, I mean, obviously you're talking WWE, 
um, Impact and maybe MLW and ROH. So not to reveal your source or anything, but it's, does any of those that I said, do they have insurance? Yeah, they do. I, yes. And, and, and do you have like an understanding of how it works with them? Is it like traditional insurance? Well, because no, you're a performer, no. it's like an app. I know it's got to be like some type of athletic pro uh, policy that you're covered under. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know all the ins and outs, but I do know if you get hurt in a WWE ring, they mm -hmm. pay for it. Absolutely. So, so I, I was always under the impression that they, they did not have health insurance unless it was something super drastic that they would cover for it. Well, I mean, my thing's super drastic. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I mean, when I when I when I say super drastic now, I mean, um, last week uh, or this week, apparently Nakamura is hurt, and I think he suffered like a a bite from a canine from an right. uh, from a, a, a inspection dog. Um, so I wouldn't consider that like bad. But then Tyson Kidd neck injury. I mean, I'm sure they might have covered that. Yeah. So, but yeah okay so now you're being crazy that's like okay so here's here's the thing again if you get hurt mm -hmm. while you're at work with wwe mm -hmm. they pay for it mm -hmm. okay if you're not training or if you're walking down the street and a dog bites you or you're in the airport and you slip and fall and break your leg the airport's gonna pay for that because okay. they have insurance right it's a liability thing yeah. uh yeah wwe isn't gonna pay for that but so when i talk about bigger promotions i talk about promotions like the crash triple a lucha underground yeah. yeah um these really big name progress you know like really big ROH, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call them now. They change their name like every month. Um, yeah. We're, we're so still with Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never I die. Mean, you understand what I'm saying, right? So yeah. that's what, like, stardom, when I went out to stardom, if I were to get hurt there, they have doctors, they have, okay. you know, everything. They pay for that stuff. New Japan, you get hurt on their time, their clock, they're going to pay for that. If you uh, sometimes there are promotions that make you sign waivers that say that they are not liable if you get hurt in their ring, right? Yeah, I have had promotions hand me that contract, and I've never signed one. Okay, okay. So a couple of couple of questions. Let me let me ask mm -hmm. this before you before you yeah. get into change. So let me ask this question. So let's say if you're thinking about amateur athletes, and I'm talking about college football players who sometimes. I guess they take insurance policies out of themselves that if they get hurt while they're in college before they make any money, which allows them not to get drafted, you know, they, they have some type of insurance policy that comes back on them. When professional wrestlers are sometimes on this quote unquote big promotions like WWE and, and trying to make their way, do some of them put insurance policies on themselves just to protect themselves of the potential money they can make just in case they get hurt in the ring to, to help them out? Is that possible? I'm, uh. I, yeah, it's not illegal, but right. yeah, absolutely. Like, it's kind of like if you work for a hospital and they offer you all these benefits once a year, you go in there and they tell you this is everything hurt um, and you can't work for whatever, whatever. We're going to take X amount out of your paycheck, set it aside in a savings for you. And then if you get hurt doing whatever on your own time, 
right? Mm-hmm. We're going to take that money you have set aside and pay you what your regular salary would be. Now, what people don't understand is you can go to like a state farm agent or whatever, and you yourself pull out something very similar to that mm-hmm. and just put it in a pot, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Wrestlers get paid shit for the work mm-hmm. they do. They mm-hmm. get paid nothing. Uh, that's why most of the time you find wrestlers that all live in a, you know, in a house or a small apartment together. There's five of them in a three bedroom or a two bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I get it. Everyone's like, you know, it's just part of the business until you make it. Like you just got to work hard and pay your dues until you make it. And it's like, I understand. I, I get it. But like, you know, like I, there are people, there are wrestlers that obviously work the indies and they make great money and they make a living doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that's great, but it's taken them time to get there. So again, if it's someone new in the business, even 10 years into it, they don't make that kind of money Mm -hmm. to put their money aside for a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 okay. So you work a promotion. Oh, say you take a booking. Um, and with this being said too, um, and obviously you have a head on all of this, you, you, you sign up for a booking and they say that they do have those insurance waivers there. Um, is that an initial question you do upon booking or do b- promoters kind of stick you with it once you get there? Like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I got this. So when you get there, uh, they go, Hey, I need you to sign this. Right. And I think you're an idiot with a pen. So, well, a lot of people just sign it. They don't even ask what it is. Of course. course. Um, Those are are idiots with pens. (laughs) I mean, there, you know, a lot of times the people that just sign them are, they're just young and they don't, they, they haven't, you know, experienced like life or their parents haven't taught them that you don't sign stuff like that. You know, Uh, my mom is like when we came to America, she went to school to be a doctor. So she was always very much like you read everything you sign. She was also a single mother. So she had to make sure people weren't screwing her over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned how to be a businesswoman at an mm-hmm. extremely young age. I learned how to like read everything and read people's body languages. I have had some promotions hand me that and I've looked at them and said, I'm not signing this. And yeah. they're like, well, if you don't sign it, you can't work. And I'm like, that's fine, but you still have to pay me. Mm. Yeah. Like, yep. Like, unfortunately, this ain't my bad. Like, yeah. they, and that's also why I ask for half of my money up front. So I'll ask for half of my money up front. And I tell, and most of the time, I've had one company that flew me out, gave me my deposit, flew me out, and then handed me the paper. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm not signing this. There's no way I'm signing this. Like, yeah. if wow. you expect me to wrestle in your ring, Like the only reason why you would be handing me to sign this is if you know that there's something wrong with your ring and I'm going to get hurt Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, my opponent is legitimately going to hurt me. Like there's no, there's, I mean, I understand they're like, well, no, you know, cause if I put a claim on my insurance, my liability is going to go up and it's like, you're in wrestling. You should expect your liability is going to go up anyways. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, 
But then again, there's, you know, I've talked to a lot of wrestling people about this topic and they're like, well, you know, I mean, we just can't speak out about it because if we do, like, no one's going to book you. And I'm like, that's not true. Like that, the crappy promotions that you don't want to work for anyways, aren't going to book you. Right. But like a good promotion that's going to stand behind their name and stand behind like what they do, they absolutely will book you or else they'll, you know, and if you do get hurt, they'll definitely find a way to help you. So, um, and you know, it's not like people get hurt every single day, like major injuries. Obviously I'm not going to go and tell a promoter, Hey, I had to go to the hospital to get stitches, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like something small like that, but mm-hmm. definite. And most of the time, when you do death matches and stuff, they have ambulance and doctors there that yeah. stitch you up afterwards. Yeah. So it's not like uh, promotions are completely irresponsible, but there are smaller promotions that just don't have anything, yeah. you know? And it's kind of like, what what do we do now we're left we're out of work right okay mm-hmm. your promotion can still continue to work i have no way to pay my bills so what are you you know and you, they just write you off like who cares you're here for one show Da-da-da-da, you're done yeah so well, uh, let me ask you this it seems to be the classic employee employer power struggle uh between you the wrestler and the promotion that uh that you want to work for why do you think that why do you think that is still that the power struggle still exists? Uh, obviously, you are the talent where we the fans pay to see you. And uh, hopefully, you know, as well as you want to do a good job and in, in, in you want to come back and, and build a rapport with that promotion and the fans itself. So it doesn't seem to be an amicable, amicable split of how the power is disseminated between the employee, the wrestler and the employer, the company. But it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem that there's there's a shift in that power where wrestlers could or you know we always hear about rest people talking about bringing up like the brass ring and <laughs> and making you know more of yourself and stuff like that, but it never really seems to happen outside of a few random cases. Uh, why do you think that is? Where companies can get away with stuff like having very limited insurance or uh, limited liability insurance and stuff like that, or none at all. Or making people sign, you know, contracts uh, and um, for you know terms of work, or not providing work with comp or something like that, they do it because they can get away with it. But it seems to be on the wrestler to uh, to walk away from that and refuse money. But why do you why do you think that still exists, though? The reason why it still exists is because wrestlers have this idea in their head that we grew up. A lot of them grew up watching it on TV and, you know, they want, they're like, wow, man, I want to be that superhuman. Like, Mm. I want to be that, right? And so that's what they want. And there is just so many wrestlers out there, more men than there are females out there. And they always constantly have to be fighting for a spot, And the promoters, um, sometimes, not always, not every promotion, but sometimes promoters see how many other wrestlers there are out there. And they know that if this dude isn't going to work for them, 
they can find someone else cheaper, mm-hmm. younger, mm-hmm. dumber to do it. And if it's going to put more money in their pocket, then they're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's sad because there is so much great talent out there that you don't see a lot because they're not willing to do that. You know? So most of the time that talent gets kind of locked up. Um, So, so it sounds like to me, like the more, the most important thing here is that within this community of all you guys being private contractors is that there needs to be a lot of networking going on. Um, and, and, and knowledge needs to be passed along because I mean, I can, I can sit here and say now that if I know a younger talent, you know, may, under 25, cause obviously after 25, you have to come off your parents insurance in, in the U S <laughs> um, that you need to make sure that before you work any promotion that you one you do have your own personal insurance just yeah. in case. And I don't think it's a problem if you can afford it or if you have a job that, and, and and let it be known too. There are part time jobs that will insure you. I know UPS yeah. is yep. one of them. So yep. you know if you can get insurance to protect yourself, and you want to be risky with some of these promotions that make you sign these waivers, that you need to make sure you protect mm-hmm. yourself. And not only that, read everything. And not only that too, talk to some of your peers and say, hey, this promotion got great flyers or got a lot of people that's worked there, but does it work for me being who I am at this age and what my situation is? Because yeah. Like you said, you know, if, a, if if they can make money off of the situation, they will. Right. At your expense. But the, but the other problem is, too, because uh, this business is really cutthroat and it's all about the now and what's new now and what's going on now and, and what you're doing now. It's also, um, you know, wrestlers will, even good wrestlers will take that cut or will take that risk because they want to stay relevant. They want WWE to to look at them and be like, wow, look how many followers they have. Or, wow, like, you know, they, they can bring this to us or they're still relevant or, you know, people really like them or whatever. So a lot of wrestlers will take that risk and, you know, have to and will work for these promotions because they want to stay relevant. And see, that's another thing. Like, um, I've learned very quickly in a very short amount of time that WWE is going to hire whoever they want. They don't care. They hire bodybuilders, models, you know, they hire YouTube people, they hire whoever you want. So there could be someone that is amazing wrestler Mm -hmm. and they just don't have that many followers, but they're everywhere and they're not certified yet. And WWE will be like, well, we can build that. So this guy is out there busting his ass. Can I say that? I don't yep. know if I can. So he's busting his butt out there, right? Well, you um, just changed it. You said you can say yeah, that. I know, because I got scared. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. We're doing this. Keep it going. YouTube, but now the video is like, ineligible for YouTube. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So he's busting his butt out there day in, day out, grinding, risking his life, uh, getting hurt, potentially even working while he's hurt. All because he wants WWE to give him that tryout, WWE to give him that contractor, you know, New Japan to see him and give him that contractor or, you know, other promotions around the world, Progress or AAA or Lucha Underground or CCW or, you know, whatever other promotion that's big or hot 
at that time, Impact or ROH. He just wants to make it big so he can stop working when he's hurt or he can stop doing yeah. this. But the reality is, is like, if they don't want you, they know who you are. They know who, who everyone is. There is yeah. not a wrestler out there that doesn't have a WWE profile. Like, yeah, they know yeah. who you are. If they want you, they're going to find you. And it's that, but like, it. I realized it in a really short time in being in this business, right? Yeah. But there are people that just continue to go after it and go after it. And some people will say, well, she just doesn't have the heart for it. That's not, you know, that's why yeah. she doesn't do it. No, no, that is not why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been hurt. I've been entering hurt. I've worked with girls that have legitimately purposely hurt me. Um, I have broken my nose and finished a match. Like there's a lot of people that have done that too. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of girls that have been hurt and just continue to work day in and day out hurt while they're hurt, while they got black eyes. Well, you know, and it's like, we all go out there and we bust our asses for what we love to do. And we would, I, I feel like that, you know, there comes a point, I think this goes back to what Jamal was saying, there comes a point when when is enough enough? Like, when do uh -huh. you decide you're done and you're ready to quit? You know, yeah. like, when is it? And, like, unfortunately for me, that time is not yet. It is not today, my brother. Good, not good, today. good. But... So you know, like it's a very real thing. Like if we could just get a little more help mm -hmm. and get a little more appreciation, a little more love out there on the Indies. Mm -hmm. So, good. so um, I, I did, I did notice you. Uh, I do remember you earlier. You mentioned Crash and AAA down in Mexico, and I, and then I'm watching uh simultaneously. Uh, Impact is on. DJ Z is on. And I just thought about his like really grooming injury that he had in what, 2017 last year. Yeah. Um, so thinking about something like that, um, obviously never didn't stop him. Obviously, he had to be covered for that. I mean, because God knows if he had to just had that injury at mom and pops indie promotion that who knows what it went no. after that. Um, it, it, I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it gets any more severe than that. Um. But with that being said, too, like, do you do you legitimately now I've seen you wrestle uh, in one week and three times. And I'm wondering, does this make you and, and, and I say it was pretty consistent, but does this make you at, at times say I'm going to work this match and pull some of my some of my moves out the out, out off my arsenal because I'm well working at. Um, if the if whatever i am going to do is unsafe then yeah i'll definitely like i definitely adjust what i do for the venue i'm at because if it's going to be unsafe and i know i'm just going to get hurt there's mm -hmm. no way i'm going to do it like mm -hmm. that's that's you know no way like um it's but that being said i've done some pretty crazy stuff being injured and knowing I'd be safe doing it. Okay. Like I threw a clothesline and I hyperextended my knee in Mexico. And I was on a 14 day tour with the crash. And we, uh, of course, the crash took care of me. Amazingly awesome. Uh, they even told me, you know, we'll keep you on the tour for meet and greets. You don't have to wrestle, still pay you. Like 
the owner of the crash is amazing. Like a hundred percent other companies, they're obviously not considered in some people's eyes as a major or big player in the indie scene, but they are. And other promotions should model themselves after the crash. Like they, they're the owner of the crash takes such great care of his wrestlers. You're like Mm. family. Okay. You know, um, so, so, so when I got worth a trip hurt, to Tijuana. <laughs> what? It's worth a trip to Tijuana then. It it is definitely worth a trip to Tijuana. It's worth a trip to Monterey, to Nuevo Leon, to Mexicali, to uh, Mexico City, everywhere that they're at. It's definitely worth going and watching them. Um, because he knows that the wrestlers that wrestle for him will give them their all. So they are always out there giving them everything. But yeah, so I had this match through a clothesline, hyperextended my knee, finished the whole match. Um, you know, did all my crazy s- stuff, even did my moonsault to the outside because I knew even though I was limping through the whole match that I would be protected. I and- knew that those wrestlers knew I was hurt. And there was no way I was winning at that point. (laughs) So they, they protected me to the fullest. Mm, Yeah. Good. And, and, and your adrenaline was pumping. So you wasn't about to turn it down. Well, right. And, you know, I, I didn't want to be looked at as someone that, uh, she got injured just a little bit and, you know, she just, just a pussied out of it. Like, no, <laughs> take it. I can do this. And so, yeah, I mean, but people get hurt every day on little things. And I mean, I did, I wrestled every single day on that tour. Oh, you, so you didn't stop. No, I wrestled oh, every, okay. and they gave me the option every day. They'd give me the option. That's They're cool. like, that was That's great. Cool. But they're all, are you sure? Like you yeah. can do this. And then even after when I went home, they messaged me every day to go to the doctors. What did the doctor say? Like, how much is it? Like, you know, they were genuinely concerned. Like they, like I said, uh, promotions really need to model how they treat their wrestlers after the crash. Mm -hmm. Like they definitely treat you great and they treat you like family. So I'm not really familiar with insurance in Mexico, uh, but I don't think they have any, but I think like a lot of promotions, at least the promotions I've worked for down there, um, they cover their wrestlers. What about, what about, uh, what about, have you worked in Canada? I'm sure you have. I haven't. Can you believe that? Yeah, I haven't. Um, I'm really good friends with Caitlin Diamond. You guys know who she is? You yeah, guys should. Yeah. yeah, he knows who she is. So I'm good friends with her, and we've always tried to set something up whenever I'm in Canada visiting. And uh, the dates just never line up with me and some of the promotions out there. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a rough one for me. I always want to wrestle out there, but, yeah, it just hasn't worked out for me. Oh, that's got to so happen. I, I, I mean, So we need to make – how do we make happen? Uh, and I guess take to the Twitter machine immediately – uh, we need <laughs> the all women's tournament in December for Spanish wrestling. All right, let's do it. Yeah, December, right? Yep. Perfect. I'll be all healed up. I'll be ready to kill myself in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you um and and uh, what what would you say is the contrast of? Well, you say Mexico, we don't have insurance, but 
the company does and th so they're protecting their employees and you spoke highly of stardom as well too um you suffered any injuries out in japan at all or i did i had one match and um i got i don't know what happened but uh i did a drop kick and then i just got like woo like you know when you get really really hot all of a yeah. sudden it was kind of like that. It was really weird. Um, my arm went numb for a minute. Uh, Diona Prazo was my tag partner in that match. Uh, she actually carried me backstage from that match. Uh, it was it was really nice. They uh, the owner of Stardom had a doctor right there waiting for me. Again, they they checked up on me. You know, a few times I didn't. I didn't wrestle the weekend after, but then the week after that I did wrestle. Um, yeah, it was, they, they take care of, especially their international talent. They take care of them very well too. Nice. So, so yeah. Yeah. And again, there's like a uh, wrestle circus when I used to wrestle for wrestle circus, mm -hmm. they have, they have insurance on the building. They have insurance on the ring and on all the wrestlers so if you get hurt in their ring that's a, they have it and they tell you that like when you walk in there and talk to them they tell you you're oh by the way you're covered so if you get hurt you're fine and i i think the reason why they do that and they told the wrestlers that is because the wrestlers would be more willing to give their all right because they know they're covered if they get hurt mm -hmm. they're, they're fine so they know they wouldn't hold back so I, and so I'm sure there's some other promotions out there, you know, that run that aren't very big promotions that do have, you know, either uh, insurance on the building, you know, and it acts kind of like a homeowner's insurance where you can just say, you know, they pay for anyone that gets hurt in there um, under their care. But yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, it is a big thing. And I didn't realize how many companies weren't insured. So you uh, ain't realize. <laughs> yeah, you, you have an idea uh, to some extent, but I, I can I can assure you that there's a lot of people that has no clue, has never thought about this, and probably like Jamal and you've been saying, like, hey, I need to get my name out there by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, and I mean that's what we want to do. Like, we want to get out there. We all want to be signed, and it's some of us will will just take that risk. And, and I mean, need to be different. I mean, I'm no insurance expert, but I do have a couple of policies for myself. Um, mm -hmm. But I do know for the fact that I'm, I wouldn't be considered a performer or even at high risk. But then there's another conversation for people there too to say like, hey, you're just being under your mom insurance, mom and dad insurance may not cover you for this. And which also just made me think that you said that um that um what promotion are you just talking about? Uh, oh, um, uh, Russell Circus. Mm -hmm. Especially how their style of wrestling is, and I, I don't think they use uh um cages for people. Like the fans could actually not come to the ring, but it's still kind of open, right? Mm hmm. So that they makes me... have barricades, or they right. do. Sometimes they have barricades. Sometimes they don't put them out. It just depends what matches are going on. Right, but see that reminds me too. Like you know, you want you go to a promotion and the big Keith Lee is thrown at you, you might take an L, and if that happens, you know. What are you going to do? The builder's not insured. You don't have a liability there. Uh, there could be an argument. Yeah. There could be an argument saying your purchase of a ticket is you admitting that you knew what you were getting into. It, well, it could be anything they can of only that sort. Be that I have to tell you that, though. 
Yeah, they do. There you go. They got to have that written on the ticket. Yeah. That's why the the but McDonald's many- coffee lawsuit was such a big deal. That's why she won because yeah. they didn't put yeah. caution maybe hot. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you remember yeah. when people were like legitimately looking for loopholes in everyone's <laughs> thing? Like it was that was like I think that was like two years ago, but it was it was getting sick in the world. Like when people saying, "Man, anything that don't seem like it don't have the fine lines in it, I'm going after it." But yeah, nonetheless, too. That's the argument you're going to have to make because they, you may not physically have that on your ticket, but it may be in their, in their, in, on their online purchases. It could be anywhere, but that, that's still. It has to be there, and it has to be in a space where people would know to see it. Yeah. There's no terms right. of agreement for when you buy a, a ticket, but yeah. that's why it says across a baseball stadium, watch out for batted balls. Exactly. That's why exactly. it says on a WWE when you walk into a, the building of a WWE event. Uh, you will be. You are subject to be videotaped. You don't sue us if we use your likeness. Right. By yeah. coming <laughs> to the building. But that's uh, another thing. So, like, let's bring back the WWE into this, right? Let's bring them back into this. If I go and watch Raw or SmackDown at uh, I don't know wherever Full Sail or where wherever it is, right uh, here in Austin at one of these stadiums, wherever they're at, you know. Um, and I slip and fall in that building. It's not WWE that's held liable for it. It's actually the building that's held liable for it. Or mm-hmm. let's say I'm hanging out. I'm at a house show, right? And one of the wrestlers does a dive and they come into the crowd and clock me in the nose and break my nose. WWE will pay for it. Mm. Right, because it's it's that's where the liability falls. If you slip and fall in the building, it's the building's responsibility to yeah. uh, to do that, and that's why they everybody needs to know basically what happened. And then once the insurance company does the investigation, then they'll figure out who actually has to pay. Uh, right. No different than get into a car accident. Well, who hit who first? Or well, who yeah. initiated the car accident? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I stopped at a stoplight and she reared to me. Well, then the person then they would have to figure that out, and so it's right. not just as simple. As Oh, everybody has insurance, or everybody pays. Hell no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no. I mean, Reggie Bush like just won his case like that when he tore his ACL in St. Louis. Um, the 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 stadium was held liable. Not oh, the, 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 when he slid on the yeah, side of the oh yeah, yeah tore his ACL yeah, yeah. after the season. He just won this a suit on that. I think he won like three or four million dollars off of that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Nonetheless, my 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 position here is that like there's still a lot to consider in all aspects as being a promoter, being a performer. Being a fan, there's still a, it's a lot to think about here that I honestly had never thought about, and especially knowing the fact that if I was a worker, like I mean, it's 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 a lot. I feel I feel bad for the the younger people who just probably aren't considering this at all. You know, I think reality. It's no different than any job, though. I mean, if you don't have personal health insurance and you purposely stick your hand in the fryer at McDonald's, well, that's not <laughs> McDonald's fault. It's your own damn fault. You're gonna have to you know, take that out. But if McDonald's has a, uh, you know, just happens to have an unsafe work environment, then that is a workman's compensation thing. They will have to pay and you're going to they're going to have to take an L. Yeah. If, you know, if, and if, if, if that's the thing, that's they put wet floor signs out in the mall when they buff the floor and, and stuff like that. So there's an expectation of safety that is reasonable. And then there's an unrealistic, realistic expectation of safety. So if it's like Final Destination and you get conked <laughs> in the head by a cinder block. Okay, you know it's not the promoter's fault, you know, for the for the venue, the the concert. That's the venue's fault. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think I think to uh, solidify 
solidify that one. <laughs> Do your homework, people, <laughs> protect yourself. Because, yeah, there's a lot, lot of aspects to consider here for sure. All hey, right. thanks. And for that. Thing, thanks for that. If you're working in a job that does not, and working at a job or in a building of a place that does not have limited liability insurance, uh, quit your job because they will kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know, but how many people are asking that tough question? That's that's the thing. That's right. the important thing. People just are taking a lot for granted or just very ignorant to it and don't care. I right. mean, well, but then again, I that depends. that's the nature of the business. Yeah. And like in, in no. a oh. business, a low wage, you know, uh, business in DC, we just voted a server should get a minimum wage or tips. Um, some yeah. of those people with, with Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, you have to have some form of insurance or pay a penalty on your taxes. But some people forego that and say because they can't afford it. So they're different. They're very a million different situations. And I am not an insurance lawyer. But yeah. it is, is that if you if you are working and you and your work, if you're doing any work, I don't care what it is, uh, you know, you need insurance because it's not a matter of if, but when you get injured on the job, you'll need yeah. that kind of coverage. Protect yourself. Protect yourself always. Protect your neck at all times. <laughs> You know, there's a, there's people in this world that says like, hey, you know, you know, your insurance may uh, your job may offer you insurance, but that forty dollars that they're pulling out each month, I can't afford that, so I'm just gonna opt out of it at all. And there are this ignorance that exists in the world. So, well, you know, people don't I, think I, 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 nothing I, I, happens. Think people think they're protected until something happens to them. Then they're like, oh shit, like, oops, <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't think this would happen to me. So, yeah. well, I mean, but to be fair, I mean, that $40 could be the difference between buying your kids an extra something to eat and and risking it. You know, I mean, like every situation right. is different. It's not exactly the same thing. OK, so I feel you on that. But here's the thing. OK, this uh -oh. is this. Yeah. Now you just hit a, a very, uh -oh. very touchy subject with me. Um, So I come from Brazil, moved to America with my brothers and sisters and my mom. Uh, we, most people think that it's, um, the foreigners coming in here that are the ones that are on welfare, food stamps, all of that. Right. Oh, no. My mom couldn't qualify for anything because she wasn't an American citizen mm -hmm. at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So my mom had to either one pay out of pocket for everything for us. Two, uh, pay for insurance, right? Or three, we just go without insurance and she hopes for the best, right? Well, with four kids, you don't do that. Right. And um, unfortunately, like, that, we didn't go to the dentist a lot because my mom could not afford the co-pays. Mm -hmm. uh, we, <laughs> we would be sick a lot of the times and we would not go to the hospital because my mom, again, could not afford the copay. Uh, but that being said, she also, um, worked a lot. We worked with her a lot. You just find a way to make ends meet, right? Again, she was a single mother. Mm -hmm. We were young. We probably needed somebody watching over us. 
but we didn't have that. My sister watched us, you know. Uh, we didn't speak very good English either. There's the other thing. Uh, but she would go to school. She'd go to work. Sometimes she'd take us to work with her, right? We'd clean houses, and we would just make ends meet. Like, we were forced to. And now... With Obamacare, the laws have changed of welfare a little bit now. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a permanent resident, you can, your children, not you, but if your children are under the age of 18, they can qualify for WIC. And they're checks that tell you exactly what you can buy, right? Milk, mm -hmm. cheese, yeah. meat, uh, not diapers, but... Um, what do you call it? A formula, formula yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So they tell you that. And again, they don't give you health insurance, though. You don't qualify for health insurance still. You have to be an American citizen to qualify for that. So because of Obamacare, if you can't get yourself insurance and pay for it, you are subject to, a, a, what is it, $300 or $500 fine mm -hmm. per person in your house. Yep. So something trust like me, there is something you can do to find that $40 to pay for insurance at your work. And mm -hmm. yeah. you're because there now there are other means of your kids being able to eat. You know, uh, there are a lot of parents out there that are irresponsible. And they do not, um, you know, they, they do work hard, but there's always something you can do. And they use that excuse of I'm working my hardest, but yet you see them hanging out with their friends, buying beer constantly, uh, buying cigarettes. I'm like, you're $5 for that pack of cigarettes. $10. Literally, if you want to... I don't smoke, so I don't know how much it is. Right? Me, neither, but, me neither, right? but I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, but you let's. I mean, even if it is ten dollars, ten dollars even more. You can yeah. if you say, "Well, I want to take my kids to a restaurant." Ten bucks, McDonald's dollar menu. There you go. Your kids can have cheeseburgers every single day for ten days. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I would like, that. I, but I, I know I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, it's just. Uh, an example, like you're buying beer and stuff and you're buying cigarettes or you're buying whatever you want to buy yourself some brand new Gucci shoes and live like <laughs> these whatever movie stars, famous people, right? Whoever. And you can't even, but then at the same time, you're bitching and complaining that you can't even, your kids can't eat or you can't pay for insurance. Speaking my language by working in the school system, $200 pair of Jordans, but can't have a pencil or paper to write with. So it go figure, Dude, you know? Okay, so, thank so you very much. It's like when you have children, like you definitely have to make sure your kids are very well, are taken care of, right? right. Um, because you made that choice, right? Your kids mm. didn't make the choice to come into this world. You made that choice. Obviously, people mess up all the time. There's kids that live on, you know, uh, they are foster children. You know, they are mixed up in that system. And it's really, really sad uh, because a lot of horrible things, a lot more horrible things used to happen in the past to them than now because we have laws and mm -hmm. certain things that should be protecting them. But sometimes it falls through the cracks and it doesn't protect them. But, you know, like even so, like there is always something to be done. Uh, 
I have a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's going to listen to this podcast. Uh, her name's Joy. Hi, she... Joy. Hey, Joy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's going to listen to this. She's a lawyer now. She came from... Hook us up, Joy. Uh, yeah. Her, her dad was, you know, just did not want to be part of her life. And mm-hmm. her mom uh, was an alcoholic. And she had brothers and sisters and she just did not come from a very, you know, in those families that they say, Oh, they're put together. At least they had, you know, at least they think about that. She came from a family that did not think about that. Um, she worked and went to school. And when she was able to work when she was younger, like she used to do, she told me that uh, one year she did like a paper route right Uh, just to make enough money so she could buy her little brother's shoes or something like that like it's and now she's a lawyer like there are people and kids that if when you're hungry when you're cold when your clothes are too small if you need something you're gonna get it you're gonna find a way to get it either way what either you're gonna work for it you're going to steal it or, you know, you're, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Like you will find a way to get it. You'll get it. Your parents will get it for you. Somebody will get it for you. You know, they'll always, there is where there is a will. There is a way. <laughs> Speak, um, speaking of will. What's up, Will? Coming, coming in late tonight, doing a late run-in with you guys. How's it going? <laughs> You're solving Always the world's doing. problems here, it sounds like. That's what no. we do here at BGB. I think we're just talking about the world's problems. And now we all just got a little too deep off the subject of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I well, came in, I'm like, uh, darn, uh, Christy Jane's is cutting a promo here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, well, I'll hard turn to another conversation, but hey, we, we can talk about whatever. We, we we got time. I'll probably cut this up into two episodes or something. <laughs> First part is uh, insurance claims, and who knows? <laughs> we'll talk about this. Anyway, we, we, whatever. We're still in good time. Shoot, um, so, well, no pun intended. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what are you about to say? Wow. Well, let me, let me ask you this, uh, Christy, because uh, it doesn't matter what Marcella said right now. Um, <laughs> I didn't even hear him. <laughs> Again, that's why it doesn't matter. But <laughs> if you are uh, an aspiring wrestler, you're 16, 17, 18, if you Good have question. the itch, you have the bug, and you know that that's what you want to do, and nobody's going to tell you differently, what would you say to that you know, impressionable youth that's destined to uh, you know, make it in, tr- at least try to make it in the business? What did you say the last part? Your uh, what would you what would you say to that person that's trying to make it into the business? Um, I would definitely tell them absolutely follow your dream. However, stay in school. Get a backup plan. Mm. It is extremely hard to make it in this business, and if you do make it. For how long? Like you were saying, you know, the last episode, like how long is that career going to be? And once you've had that career and you've squandered all your spoils, you know, like you've squandered it all away. What then what? What what are what do you have to fall back on? 
if you get hurt, what's what what are you going to have to pay your bills? Right. So definitely uh, stay in school, pick up a trade, you know, uh, get a backup plan and follow through with that backup plan while you're wrestling. For sure. I would never tell someone not to wrestle or not to follow their dream, like follow your dream wholeheartedly, give it 110%. But at the same time, know that, you know, you are going to get older, everything comes to an end eventually. And how long is it going to take you to get there? So you need to have a plan in place, you know, that is going to help you get there. And your parents bank is not a plan. I I would say this if I can add too from the from the other uh aspect of it because I obviously was the go to school, go to college, get a job type of person. But I think that um what I try to pass on to uh, the, the youth or even people um that work with me or interns or anything like that is yeah, you do the school thing, that's all fun and games, but make sure you get a hobby or something too because I think there needs to be a, a good balance in everyone's life. And I think that with wrestling being ultimately um, a passion that may start as a hobby before it becomes a career, you definitely want to expose yourself that there's other things in the world that's going on around you so that you're just not so oblivious to just chasing this one thing that you don't realize, you know, how much you're investing in this may not actually invest back into you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely some sound advice to, um, if it's not school trade or anything, just, just make sure that you're conscious of the world that's circling around you as well. So, Christy, let me ask you this question, because this weekend, um, my cousin is just graduated high school and his mother actually asked me and his other fellow cousins that if they talk to themselves back, let's say they go back before, you know, when they graduated high school and can talk to themselves, what would they say? So flipping what you just said, what you would tell other people, let's say if you take yourself back four years, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself four years ago in getting into this business and getting where you are now? What would you tell your own self? Um, I would probably tell myself save more money. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's uh, good. Definitely, I would tell myself that I wish I would have known what I know now about like getting signed and stuff back mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like I would have maybe done some things differently. Okay. Um, I think I would have pursued different still wrestling but just maybe a different path right i would have pursued it differently i probably um would have pursued i probably would have gotten into acting the same time right uh again found different outlets different things to do um just because like what i know now about getting signed and what I thought I knew about it is not, is not the same, like mm. at all, at all. So, um, I probably, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to say something, but then I thought about, it. I was like, that's really inappropriate, even if it's a joke. So yeah, we'll just cut that part out. Okay. Um, so- <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, uh, probably that, um, I mean, I, I feel like, that when people are very passionate about something, you know, they put those earmuffs on and they just kind of don't care. They don't want to listen. And it's wrestling's a long road. Like Mm -hmm. it can definitely be fast, but then you're 
you're very fast-lived in NXT or WWE, yeah. right? But it's a very long road, um, especially now since uh, WWE is expanding and mm-hmm. there are so many people now that want to be wrestlers and are constantly yeah. trying mm-hmm. out. And then, um, you know, you're not just in competition with wrestlers. You're in competition with the whole world. Yeah. It, it's the whole world. And it doesn't matter if they're a wrestler or not. Now we're in competition with, you know, the people from Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, if Lucha's the way that, you know, the the crowd seems to be liking, well, we can get these people from Ninja Warrior or we can get these Olympic gymnast athletes, you know, to come and, and uh, do this and we can teach anyone a headlock. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't even think they do have locks anymore in women's wrestling, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, they, they're they just like, oh, you know what? Let's, this is what we want. We can build it. And they can build it, and they can build it really fast. That's yeah. another thing. So I definitely would have told myself, um, look for a different outlet. Don't let your end-all, be-all be WWE. Look for something else, right? So. Oh, okay. I had a question. I, it just flew oh. right out of my head. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So with, with that being said, too, so I know a lot of uh, athletes, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about football here. Um, a lot of people want to be football players, want to make it to the NFL, and ultimately get to the NFL. And, and now there's been a trend of people retiring early. And mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, NFL has been – very, very outspoken about them, uh, uh, it, about their research with CTE and how ultimately how that can affect your life, which is causing people to think twice that maybe this wasn't exactly what I really wanted to do. And you're getting people who get into the NFL at the age of 19 retiring by like 24, 25. Um, do you think that if there was more of a cautious upon like how professional wrestling? Not not so much in the aspect of like CT and and the longevity of that, but because like again, this may not ultimately prove for you to have a longevity in your life and in in financial stability. That if more people actually knew the whole scope of things instead of just actually saying I'm gonna make it to the WWE, you think people would actually consider uh, dual careers, like you said. I think uh, it takes a very special breed of people to wrestle uh, and those special breed of people that choose the wrestling career are not all there. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, you have to be, if you think about it, uh, the way we live, the way we travel, uh, we're very carny. We, you know, travel with big groups of people. We'll sleep in our cars. Yeah. We'll eat crackers for lunch if we have no money, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. we don't wrestle for any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like in training, the people that realize the road ahead of them leave and they don't finish training and they don't become wrestlers. Then there's other people that stay in training and they become wrestlers and they get out there and then they see how it is and then they leave. It's not, it's not, you know, for them. And then there are the real people 
the diehards that are like, this is, this you is know, this, this I don't me. care. Yeah. They're more like, and I don't care. This is it. Either because they have another means of finances or because they're crazy. Um, and like I said, uh, those other people that leave early on, they definitely haven't really wasted much time because they found out early on that this isn't, you know, forever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that... So to answer your question, because it's more complicated than just that, mm -hmm. is yeah. that when you do become a wrestler and you travel and you do all of that stuff, it takes a certain type of person to do it. Got you. Because I can guarantee you these models that go through the tryout system or these bodybuilders that go through the tryout system when they have no idea what it's really like to be a full-blown wrestler in the indies they only know what it's like to live the lifestyle of wwe which is extremely different yeah yeah well let me ask you this uh 10 years ago uh wrestling was different as a whole uh how it was presented how uh the content on, on the uh, in the mainstream uh than it is today and 10 years earlier than that, it was you know, radically different as well. Where would you want to see wrestling go in the next 10 years? Uh, you know, and so in 2028, uh, mainstream wrestling would be what? More luchadors, more uh, chain wrestling, more international fare, uh, you know, more New Japan style in the U.S., more WWE style in, in Japan. Uh, where would you want to see wrestling in 10 years? So I enjoy the entertainment aspect of wrestling a lot. Uh, so I would definitely want it to go back to the glitz and glamour and mm -hmm. the illusion of superheroes once again. Because I, I know that's why kids watch it still mm -hmm. to this day. They watch it, they see men and women in there and their mouths drop because they're like... How did they do that? They must be a superhero. <laughs> so I would definitely, I, I don't think the style of wrestling is what intrigues me about wrestling, right? I just like to feel the wind in my hair. So that's why I do it. <laughs> um, but I, I love the entertainment aspect of it. I love watching Charlotte Flair come out right i love her presentation i love her entrance the big old spreads her arm takes that haughty turn like yeah i'm better than every one of you guys <laughs> i have done it all right like mm -hmm. i love that i love watching bailey run down you know all hyped <laughs> up like yeah we're gonna get this we're gonna do this right um i love watching that like I love the, the entertainment aspect of it. That's what drew all of us in when we were younger, is that these, these wrestlers are superheroes. They are mm -hmm. larger than life, right? Yep. Um, even Ronda Rousey, like watching her and, you know, do her stuff and do her thing. 
in a professional wrestling ring and outside of one, it's kind of like little girls look at her and they say, wow, she's a superhero. I want to be a badass just like her, you know, taking names, kicking ass. Like, that's what I want to do. No one's going to mess with me. These bullies aren't going to mess with me forever because they're going to see what's up. Like, that, that is what I would like to see Mm. out of wrestling. Because sometimes I feel like we get away from it. What I don't like seeing in wrestling is, um, I can't remember what exact match and who was in it. And y'all are going to hate me for this, but that's okay. But something happened. Someone messed up something. And the guy goes, wait, 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 wait reverse let's do that again and i just sat there like okay this match is over click change channel yeah i'm like no we're done here, right like that's 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 not why i'm watching this i'm watching this because i see that story and i am like yes like yeah. that awesome so that's what i'm more about i'd like to see more stories so, yeah, you bring up Ronda Rousey because I definitely wanted to talk about her t- tonight. Um, one being the news that uh, she will be um, considered or it's being rumored that she's going to be uh, one of the extra DLC characters for the new WWE 2K19, which means if you pre-order it, not only do you get Rey Mysterio, you get her um, as a special downloadable character. Um, and, and along with that, too, something came out earlier about um, an interview Sasha Banks had about her perception of Ronda Rousey has changed. I had, at first she felt like it wasn't fair mm-hmm. and now she's mm-hmm. all for it. So my, my, my question to everyone and obviously we'll start with CJ is that like Ronda Rousey is arguably the biggest star UFC has ever had. I mean, her, her, her name on a, on a pay-per-view automatically negated who she was fighting but everyone was going to see. Like I watch UFC all the time, and I still don't see Buffalo Wild Wings, which shows it for free uh, due to sponsorships. I never see it packed like it used to be before. I mean, if Ronda fought at ten o'clock, you had to be there at six in order to get your seat, and it was <laughs> no one cared who else was on these cars. And I mean, there was monstrous cars with like legends on it, and no one cared. It the conversation was about Ronda Rousey. Now she's in WWE. She's not even. It's not even a question. She's the biggest star on that roster. Um, but ultimately, considering everything we talked about today about doing the work, the dedication, the 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 setbacks. I mean, a lot of the lot of the women on on um on the roster have worked Shimmer, Rise, and all these indie promotions out there in order to make it to WWE. But Ron Rousey being the biggest star she is has jumped the line. She's in front, just without a doubt. I mean, or it could be up for debate. Could have seen you wanted to whatever you want to consider, but do you like what, what do you think about the effects of Ronda Rousey being in a professional wrestling world now? So this goes back to what I was saying is that my perception of how I was going to get signed with WWE was when I first started compared to what it is now. They hire who they want when they want. If it's going to make a money, dude, smart business move hire them right they're hiring bodybuilders they're hiring people from you know ultimate ninja that one little gymnast girl got hired yeah uh, I can hear them, right? come out. 
Yeah. Is, so it's kind of like, okay, well, what? It's unfair that she wasn't an indie wrestler. She didn't pay her dues in the indies, right? Like, okay, but what about all these other women that are on your roster that just got signed because they had a model tryout, right? Are you going to bag on every one of them? Like, was Alexa Bliss ever uh, an indie wrestler? No. So let's bag on her. How many championship matches has she had? Everything. <laughs> let's, let's, so let's bag on her. Yeah. Right? How about Nia Jax? Yeah, that's true. And they, let's bag on her too. Right, right. Okay? I, so, and that's, so when you say pay your dues in wrestling, it's like, okay, Ronda probably, she never was a professional wrestler, right? So, so she certainly paid her dues else places and yeah. she, you know, like she definitely did. And at least she comes from a fighting background. If you're going to be salty about all these people uh, being hired, you know, and being casted for whatever positions it is, because you, you know, your heart was into wrestling and you did this and you did that. Like that WWE is a business right? These major corporations are businesses. They have no time to deal with petty, jealous people. What they want are professionals, are people that are going to go in there, do their job. They're going to hand you your check every month. They're going to promote you. They're going to do whatever, but they're paying you. They're giving you a paycheck, right? Yeah. You're going to go in there and do it. Ronda Rousey's just like everyone else. You know, she's getting her paycheck. She's going to go in there and do exactly what they tell him to tell her to do. And she's not going to give any push on it. So, so one word you haven't said was, do you, do you feel there was a form of intimidation behind the scenes with everyone? Um, in the, I don't know about WWE cause I've never worked for them. Right. But, uh, what I know about the indie scene is yeah. Like there are some girls that, will not get signed with WWE or have had their contracts taken away from them because they are not team players. Okay. Attitude so, makes a huge difference in any field. Of course, especially if you're running a business. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's weird to me that there was slight resentment for her coming in. I, just, I don't see how anyone could have not thought it was a win. I mean, granted, Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the league, goes to the Warriors. Goes to the Warriors, and yet, if you're a shooting guard, you're going to lose a, a small four. You're going to lose that position, but you know that a star has came into your team, and everything gets better there. Uh, championship opportunities, um, you're going to get more games displayed on TV, and in anything. So I don't, I don't see like like the the Sasha thing like really like threw me back a little bit for everything that CJ just said, but also too because of the fact that like. How do you not look at this like, hey, this is mega star that's in the women's division, a women's division that no one cared about two years ago that's been doing nothing but improving. And like, this is ultimately like. But Sasha has helped it improved. I don't know if like you realize that her and Charlotte have definitely, you know, pushed the envelope. And I feel like that, you know, everyone 
gets their feelings hurt at some mm-hmm. point, right? If they're, if they get pushed aside or if they had a big opportunity and now because she decided to sign on, they changed the plan. So now she's being, you know, taken down a different path. So like her feelings would obviously be hurt. I get what you're saying. Like, trust me, I'm with you on this and I understand, you know, but at the same time, like I do like, I do understand where she could be coming from too. Mm-hmm. I, I think in but general, uh, I think in general, it's a matter of perspective. Uh, if you like, take the women's revolution, uh, you know, at face value. Uh, when Stephanie McMahon invented res- women's wrestling in 2013, <laughs> uh, that was she. You know, boom! It's like the Big Bang, and then next thing you know, women can do a sixty, a thirty-minute Iron Man matches. But how many people before she invented women's wrestling were talking about China's like two or three intercontinental title runs or the work that Lita and Mickey James and a host of other women were doing 10 years earlier than that. Yep. And then you know, 20 years earlier than that with Alundra Blaze and, and Jazz and, uh, you know, Sherry Martell and breaking the mold of just being uh, arm candy for your wrestlers. And even with, you know, Moolah and Mae Young and stuff like that before them. So, Everybody has like it fits in that timeline where you could go. Well, what about me? You know, I'm sure Emma's somewhere. You know, going in Ring of Honor, going. Well, no, goddamn it, we had the first ever NXT anything, first ever live production on the WWE Network, and it was, it was a we we did it. That was our moment. We had it, and now you know, some four years later, uh, barely four years later, it's like, oh, that was a thing. So I think it's a matter of perspective, and I think a lot of people lose perspective. From a a business sense, a you know personal uh, you know uh, opinions as it comes to like fandoms and stuff like that, and it's easy to get lost in like a wave of perspective. And you can say everything else. How many people say LeBron James and then go, well, Jordan fans go, but we did that already. And how many Jordan fans go, well, Magic Johnson did that already. And how many Magic Johnson fans go, well, Larry, well, Will Chamberlain did that already. So I think that's the thing. People just need to calm the fuck down. It's not that big of a deal, man. There's uh, a lot. Everybody will have their moment. <laughs> there's a lot. If you can at everyone on Twitter <laughs> at times, that's exactly <laughs> where you want to go. With well, I want you to jump in there on that because I know you. Yeah, you, no, you just... spend a lot of time on Twitter with this one. <laughs> Jamal makes a great point about perspective. It's so much about perspective. So many people want to take that idea of well, Rhonda's leapfrogging everybody. All these girls have already been there and they've already put their time in and she just comes in and she's leapfrogging them. And it's like, you got to think about the big picture. She's a former Olympian, former UFC champion. She has a level of fame coming in there that nobody in that company except the very tippy top people have and probably even surpasses most of them because, I mean, let's just look at what she's done since she's gotten there. Any match she's had, anything she's done there, boom, it's on SportsCenter. Nobody else is pulling that kind of thing. So it's like, okay, yeah, you can be initially frustrated with it. You might not like it, but if you're working there, if you're one of those, if you're Charlotte, if you're Sasha, if you're Nia who just got to work with her, any of them, it's like where you want to be is on the other side of the ring from Ronda because all eyeballs are going to be on you then. You're going to have more eyeballs on you in that situation than in any other situation the WWE can put you in right now. And that's only going to be because you're in there against Ronda. 
It might not, you know, seem fair, but she brings that to the table and no one else in there is bringing that. That that's what gets her in that position. Yeah. Silas, want to get in there for something? <laughs> yeah, and I want to go back, you know, to a comment that you made about the Warriors. Um, I compared this to even before Kevin Durant. Let's take it back even 10 years when Steph Curry was drafted and some guy that was on that team already that was molding that team was Monte Ellis. When Stephen Curry came on that <laughs> team, played the same position as, uh, you know, as Monte or Stephen played the same position together, and you saw Monte go out because he could not handle the type of, I guess, God-given ability that Steph had. That he was trying to put him to the top, so he had to go to another team and mess up his career. When actually, if he would have stayed with the team and on course of what the franchise was doing, they could have worked together. I compared that to what Sasha and and Ronda's are going through because I guess Sasha was the, like you said, was the the point of that wrestling community of the women's wrestling where she was one of the top three women at that time. And you bring in somebody else who could be a big franchise player that yes, is taking the spot. But if you work yourself in a way where like Will said, you're working across from her, then now you're putting yourself in the spotlight with this person who's been around the world in many places of acting, um, did that in UFC, that you're putting yourself in a place where you can put yourself at a level where you're putting yourself at the top just as much as she is. And maybe you need to get all that rub that you can from her to put yourself in a position. So sometimes when you bring people in a franchise, it's not because they're trying to outdo somebody. It's just trying to make the whole company better. And if you're all on the same team, and you just need to work together for that. You can, you know, produce yourself to, to make money for yourself in a way. I'm, I'm going to let you close this CJ. My, my last comment to this, because I've always spoke about this a lot is that um, last year, um, Sasha Banks was at the BET Awards and people on tour was asking, who was she? That's just the that's this bottom line. It was like, who's this attractive girl on the red carpet? And no one knew who she was. And 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 automatically, when you face Ronda Rousey, everyone knows who Holly Holmes is or Misha Tate. These people that if you go back now and say, oh, Holly Holmes, get ready to fight uh, Amanda Nunes. Who is who? It's exactly how it is. But. Ronda automatically elevates everyone. It's a win. It's an automatic win. I'm sure there's people out there now asking about, oh, who's that strong girl, that body, that, you know, that, that manhandled Ronda Rousey, or even <laughs> Stephanie McMahon f- facing her. Like, oh, I didn't know she still wrestles. That that brings a whole nother perspective and crowd of people to come back to be relevant, to want to be invested in again. And the ultimate thing is, too, when people find out Ronda Rousey was, was in WWE, tons of people ufc hardcore people who likes that combat fighting who thinks wrestling's absolute fate says oh ron Ron is at wrestlemania oh oh, i gotta watch that end of story so i think that's i I think everyone needs to look at it in in the fact of like i I understand that she could be mad i think like you like you say cj it's a it's a realistic feeling but it does take some time for you to understand like saying like yeah, maybe I was in my feelings and salty about this, but hey, ultimately, we're all winning right now. Like, this is a thing. This is a movement that we're all a part of. So, I think in general, yeah, I feel wrestling, like... no, okay. uh, in general, wrestling is one of those things where you can't get comfortable. Uh, you must reinvent yourself. You've got to keep working on your craft. Uh, there is no glass ceiling because it's open. Uh, there mm-hmm. is no limit. Only, only The only limitations are in your own mind. So whatever that thing is, Whatever you know, you think that you need to go. If they bring in Ronda Rousey, I don't care if they bring in a damn grizzly bear and put a and put a dress on and say that's going to be the women's champion, then so be it. But you have to do better than better, and there's always a way to move forward. So just keep doing that. The floor is yours. Oh, 
I actually was going to say what Jamal just said. So thank you. <laughs> Cut and, the promo for her. Yeah. The other thing is, too, other UFC fighters to the ultimate conversation that we've been talking about all day. And part of Ronda Rousey's reason of leaving UFC is, hey, why am I about to get my face beat when I could go make monies or uh, monies in movies? Or I can work WWE who can still have me being physical on a day-to-day basis. I'm protected in a better manner than getting my skull beat and bleeding everywhere. And right. Still- I'm dying. I'm dying to see the four horsewomen against the four horsewomen. Bring it on. You know, and, and look, and all coming. these other and all these other top UFC fighters, Kat Van Zant and um, I can't think of the other uh, name, other person's name. These people are campaigning like there's no tomorrow to get in there. I mean, they're calling out anyone. Like Kat called out Becky Lynch, and um, and Cyborg was like, "Oh, uh, Lester Bliss, you need help. I got you." Like they all these people now are like please get me in wwe i didn't even realize this was another journey that i can take to make some money and and, and still live (laughs) yeah well what they don't realize is that they can still get hurt yeah all day all day but you know what they're 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 bad they're they're bad girl mentality is like oh that's power puffs we can do that and that's that's where the reality of wrestlers are saying like, well, can they exist in our world? And I think Rhonda isn't the first, obviously, to come from MMA to, to, to wrestling. Right. But as a woman, she definitely proves a, a legitimate path for transition that a lot of people are saying like, okay, we can do it. And as much as they like to discredit Rhonda for, you know, getting beat her last two times, look how much they envy her now for doing this. From her being bullied day in and day out and, 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 and tacking on her depression, now look at them. Now everyone wants to jump over. It, it's incredible how things work out sometimes, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's the business. I'm super proud of her, though. You can't take nothing away from her. She's really worked yeah. hard to get where she is now. So definitely, you know, just props to, you know, for her, anybody that goes through that same route. Yeah. All right. We talked a lot. <laughs> we talked. Right. Next time we'll talk about intergender wrestling. Yeah, yeah, we didn't um, even maybe, talk about that. Maybe, maybe we'll throw in a little customs in there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a conversation we're getting on. Well, if it's not live, we'll definitely cut it and we'll put it out at some point for sure. Right. So, um, I, I have to ask a question before we go, and just because you're Brazilian, have you ever been, or what do you think of the Brazilian churrascarias in the U.S.? <laughs> okay good 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 we'll, we'll, let's, put, let's put a pin in that no 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 no. this is good that's a good one um so there are some really good ones uh my godfather uh when we came he came to america after uh many years after us not many but a few years after we did and he opened a chuhascaria called rodigio grill um it's in a few different places there's one in dallas um they're all like franchised out now except for four of them that are still owned by him but uh the interesting thing about brazilian food is it doesn't matter where you go if it's made by a brazilian it always tastes the same there is not different spices you can put in our uh, traditional dish, feijoada, 
It's not like, you know, Cajun. Uh, depending what spices your parents put in it, it's a different type of gumbo for everyone, right? Uh, in Brazil, it's not like that. Feijoada is made a certain way, and that's what it is. So for the most part, I've been to quite a few of them. My favorite one in Austin, Texas. Sponsor me because I will eat there <laughs> every single day for every meal. Um, it's called Estancia grill because the owners are from Rio Grande do Sul. They're gauchos. They're like the Brazilian cowboys. Um, and it, they have the best meat and, um, it's delicious. I love it. Uh, some of them are really good. Some of them are not authentic and they taste more like, uh, like Hispanic culture food, not like Mexican food, but like food from like Spain. Right. Uh, so a little different. Um, so yeah, it. I guess it just depends. Why? Where are you going and eating? Um. Well, I plan on. Being, uh, <laughs> By the way, that's that's her saying yeah because I'm we'll, coming. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We have much to discuss. Okay. Because okay. I'm doing some traveling this summer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> fun, fun, fun stuff. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Do you know how to close the show, CJ? I don't know how to close the show. You close it. I don't know. I don't like talking to people. I don't know how to do it. I'm just here. So basically, when you close the show, you, you uh, wait, how do you do it actually? It just kind of happens. Yeah, shout out everyone. Shout out everyone. Plug your social to... media. Yeah, there you go. Oh, we don't have to plug social media. This, hashtag that. Hashtag <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. Just out of just follow us. Do that. All the information is in the description. You can't go wrong here. <laughs> no, right. but no, but seriously, anyone else got any final comments before we dip out of here? Thanks for sharing um, your stories again, uh, Christy. It was it was definitely great. You're welcome. Yeah, the only thing in the theaters to see this weekend is Sicario 2. It's absolutely fantastic. Not Uncle Drew? Oh. Uncle Drew is better than it should be, but it's not worth $5. It's Charles Stone, though. You can't go wrong with Charles Stone. <laughs> what movie theaters are you going to that is only $5? Uh, AMC. It's $5 before noon, depending on the theater. Oh, before oh. noon. Okay. I'm like, man, I'm paying like 10 12 bucks a ticket. <laughs> Where are you getting $5 <laughs> yeah. tickets? Yeah, no, like, and they have five dollar Tuesdays if you're an AMC member. Yep, yep. Regal oh. does something on that for five dollars on on or no six dollars now. I think it's Tuesdays or Wednesdays for Regal, but yeah. yes. Mm, so right. there you go. See you Tuesday. Right, well, what were we snacking on? Oh, geez, where are we sat? Well, I gotta find those darn um strawberry shortcake Oreos you just found. Oh man, I've seen them post everybody. There it is. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. Those right there. That that I'm gonna take care of those this weekend. Can we get a 30 second review too, James? Wait. This episode was brought to you by Great Good Humor. Great humor. Wait, we're sponsored by Good Humor. Do we get? No, we we'll make it happen. They tweeted us today. When the review goes, when the review goes out, you know I'll be tagging everybody in it. Yeah, we'll tag. We'll tag everyone. I just need a couple of boxes of Oreos. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm waiting to try right there. I haven't got them yet. So this weekend, that's my goal for the weekend. Going to Ring of Honor is seeing those. 
They are magic I edible. I the thin ones. You know the real thin ones. Oh, we had them. Mm-mm. Oh no, they're not good. Don't even. Not worth the money, huh? Okay. No. Yeah, we had those. Mm-mm. I think right now, just the pock rocks, cherry cola, and these are like worth like magic. Unless you unless you love av- avocado, and those are absolutely horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But apparently, Oreo this- gets kind. Of, Oreo gets kind of crazy with their flavors. They get kind of out there. They yeah, have been lately, haven't they? They've they been get getting worse some crazy Oh yeah, for a while there, Pop Tarts had some crazy flavors yeah, going still on. Still do. They're coming out with Jolly Ranchers. Still, all this stuff that's oh, crazy. The Jolly Rancher ones weren't bad. They were kind of okay. Really? That yeah. sounds like cavities. Yeah, it, 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 they're yeah. definitely sweet, but they like, I don't know, they kind of worked. They were better cold than they were um, warmed up. Yeah, my favorite Pop-Tart yeah. is the brown sugar cinnamon ones. Those that's, are tasty. That's the classic. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> Those are tasty. Mm-hmm. I don't like the s'mores, though. S'mores, no. Mm-mm. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. See, I'll agree. It wasn't too good. The strawberry one is like, uh, it tastes like cavities too. But yeah, that brown sugar <laughs> man, like delicious. <laughs> oh, I said anything for you to plug, man, dude. What? I said, says do you have anything to sell us? No, no, I'm good. No, oh, I'm I said, shake your head is not an answer. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not plugging anything tonight. I'm good. All right, Christy. Go ahead, say something. Oh, thank you guys for tuning in and watching us just be crazy and talk about random stuff that, that you guys probably don't agree with all the time or probably like, what is wrong with these people? But you know what? That's why we're here. We are here to bring the heat because it's getting really hot and it's not the heating pad on my knee. It's just getting hot in here right now. Uh, follow us next time. And again, you guys know where to find me on social media. And for all the updates on my stem cell, you guys tune in here.